Kia ora everybody, welcome to Music, Movies and Madness. My name's Glenn and tonight I'm joined by the crew. Hello guys. Hello. Buena. Hello again. Buena. Ten- hello. Hey, hello. Tonight we're going to be looking back at 2016. So let's get into 2016. This, is, this episode is especially for our three listeners under the age of 40. Oh really? <laughs> Three. Have we got three? Oh, the demographics good. aren't too kind to us, fellas. <laughs> oh, is it just our mums and dads that listen? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So what happened in 2016? They sent a spacecraft to Jupiter and went round and round and round it for a while. Oh, they did too. Amazing Yeah, the, the Juno. Yeah, mm. which is pretty damn cool. The World Health Organization announced that measles had been eradicated in the Americas. Following was... 22-year vaccination campaign. Who said that vaccinations don't work, eh? Yeah, well, they... well, just allowing allowing room for COVID to come in. So that's I was going to say, measles nice. weren't the problem, yeah. were they? Ah, right. <laughs> and, and an unfortunate group um, in Colombia had, um, had a 50-year civil war in Colombia. And the president of at that time in 2016 was awarded a Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts to end a 50-year civil war with the FARC rebels. Um, that's not a particularly great acronym when you say it fast out loud. The FARC something. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Anyway, that's all the crazy stuff that happened that year. Um, so Wild. let's talk. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Albums first, and then we'll do some movies after that, eh? All right, Martin, you were the host with the most last week, so can you lead us off this week? So, um, although we're not doing a seventies uh, band um, or a year, um, this is a band. This is their debut album, um, and it sounds seventies. Um, we've mentioned this band before, Glenn, the other Glenn, our guest, yeah. Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a band called Church of the Cosmic Skull. Uh, he loved them, didn't he? And this is their debut album, which is called Is Satan Real? And um, <laughs> it's not oh. what you think before we get into it, okay? It's not satanic death metal or anything of that kind of ilk. What it is, in fact, is is a, a throwback to kind of 70s psychedelic rock with bits of Floyd and Queen and Purple and all of that good stuff kind of thrown in. Um, they're not averse to doing a bit of an epic song. Um, there's one track on here that, that's going for about 11 minutes. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, it's just a fun little album. Um, as I say, uh, the band itself, they're, they're from the UK, from that rock and roll capital that is Nottingham. You know, which is the uh, rock and roll capital of the Western world, as we all know. And um, Nottingham. What else is no, what? What else is Nottingham famous for besides a sheriff? It's got a forest. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and a football and a team named after the <laughs> Ian, have you been to Nottingham? Uh, no, I don't think I have. But it's yeah. I mean, they're three pretty big things: a forest. <laughs> A sheriff in a castle. I mean, um, what do you? What else do you want? Oh, I don't know. I just <laughs> Nottingham's a football team, isn't it? There is I don't know. Forest. 
is yeah. the name I was, of it. <laughs> okay, Martin, have you been to Nottingham? No. <laughs> right, two Englishmen. to avoid, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, Church of the Cosmic Skull. Um, they are very much tongue-in-cheek. Um, it's a large band. There's seven members, seven guys in the band, or seven people in the band. It's a mix of men and ladies. Um, and, um, yeah, I would thoroughly recommend um, a quick visit over to their website, which is just churchofthecosmicskull.org, I believe. Um, so that when like the pages of loading, uh, <laughs> it's not the message that comes up. It's, it's quite fun. Um, and it's a, a fun little website, but I was looking at their merchandise and as well as some absolutely fabulous looking splatter color vinyls that they're doing at the moment. Mm. Um, they actually do a pamphlet for the church. <laughs> basically, you know, like you hand out in the, you get handed in the street. They actually sell these pamphlets, and you can buy them like individually. That would be great if we could get get some of those, and you just walk around and knock on doors here and go, "Have you, have you ever thought about cosmic skull?" <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of churches in Tawa here. Um, the only thing we're missing is a synagogue and a temple, and I think we've got a temple. Um, yeah, that's about the only thing we're missing. And maybe we need a Church of the Cosmic Skull here. Maybe. I think so, every town needs a Church of the Cosmic Skull. I think I reckon so. <laughs> so I'm going to kick off the uh, the listening tonight <laughs> with um, the first track on the album, or a bit of it. Uh, it's called Mountain Heart. And as I said, they're not adverse to a little bit of a, a rock epic. So here we go. Lots of the RPG, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're just heaps of fun, and it's great to hear Hammond organ kind of flailing around in the background there. And just as, there's, as I said, there's a bit of Queen in there with that little RPG, just a bit, just a bit, Queen, uh, bloody purple, kiss, everything know, in there, yeah. yeah you would never ever part. put that at 2016, ever, no. would you? Uh, yes, you can actually. There's quite a renaissance in sort of psychedelic rock bands. 
around. I would put I? that smack bang next to King Crimson on the shelf. Oh yeah, you would if you're putting it on the shelf. Yeah, um, yeah. But they it's... also have a, a reputation as putting on a really good live show as well. The whole band dress in white. Um, <laughs> so and and the the lead guy, his name is, is uh, Brother Bill, because they're all brothers and sisters, of course. Nice, <laughs> love it. Uh, Brother Bill has uh, has the beard and the big uh, broad brimmed yeah, white hat. Yeah. And, and the oh dear, v. white hats. No, no. Yeah, pointy no. ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> the white flying V to match, yeah. If and, they uh, come, we should go. We should go, a, yeah. As a quartet. Absolutely. I'm not wearing a white hat, though. <laughs> you don't have to, I promise. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, the, the live shows apparently are epic and just fun, and everybody kind of gets involved and just has a great time. Um, so uh, the next track I'm going to play a little bit of is, is the last track on the album, and it's called Evil In Your Eye. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. It goes a bit like this. So that's a little bit of Evil in Your Eye by Church of the Cosmic Skull. And um, yeah, that's the uh, the 11 minute track. And it does pick up, but it goes into some pretty heavy, cool riffs later on in the track as well. Um, it's a short, uh, well, shortened tracks. It's only eight, eight tracks to the album. Um, in, the, in the good old uh, 70s kind of way of doing it, really, right? It's how many you can fit on, a, on, a, on an LP. Thanks, Martin. All right. Moving over to the Naki, what you got for us, Ian? I got an invite last week by a local musician who's pretty big, and she's putting on a gig, and she's asked me to be her guitarist. Awesome. And I, I said, send me a set list of um, stuff that you're going to do. And the third song on her set list was this band. The band's called Warpaint. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The album's called Heads Up. Um, they're an American Indian, uh, American Indian, American indie rock band. It's the third studio album that they have. Uh, they supported the Fowls in Australia. So it's an all girl sort of lineup, uh, produced by a guy called Jake Berkovici. Berkovici? Something to do with the chili peppers. Well done. DC. Yeah. It's a hard album to get into. 
took me four or five goes of listening to it to get to the point where I liked it. But um, what I'll do is I'll give you the first track here. This song is called Don't Wanna. Don't Wanna by Warpaint and um, I, do, I mean I don't really know how to explain the album and describe it because um, it's it's really eclectic man there's so much different sort of styles on the album that it's is kind that, of hard just to put your finger mm, on it eh? is, is, are they the other song with similar sort of vocal styling to that no and this is the thing the second track i'll play you will just and there's there's several tracks on the album that are completely different to okay, that because um, I, I, I asked because a few of the others that i listened to had also that similar kind of almost too bored to sing kind of vocal yeah. styling right um and it seems to be a thing of the time there's a there's a monotony that sort of drone Notney that goes through their voices and, and I just picked it up then because the one I'm going to review is, is fairly similar and seems to be a thing around. Now it's interesting you touch on that David because I have written down here as <clears throat> a description after listening to the, the whole thing that um, it's it's the whole feel of it almost sounds uh, amateur um, the riffs almost sound kind of amateurish there's some airy synths going on uh that gentle sort of broken whispery kind of soft vocal there's nothing belting out like a, a pop star sort of thing going on it's almost kind of yeah you're absolutely right it's and, like and um, you know this is what the third their third album you're saying that's their um, third album lord mm. lord was three years before this maybe four when she was actually recording there's a, there's a lot of that sort of stuff around this time right we had Bandcamp mm. and what all that those sorts of platforms are fairly well used now as ways of getting out there sort of bedroom pop i think that's what they call it where you, you you kind of record at home and then release it through you know an indie indie label label and, yeah and it does it does sound like this well i was listening to that track i just done a workout and that's the third track on the album the first track's shit the second track's average third track that one there i was actually lying on my shakti mat and that's a really your hit. what my shakti mat it's a mat thing if you if you know you know and um okay. yeah it's a and i was meditating at the same time and that song is really hypnotic right it's uh mm -hmm. and there's three or four songs that are on there like that really they're hypnotic is the word there's not much going on it's just space and and loop and yeah, what was there many actual instruments on that track i was trying to pick Pick it, oh, pick it out before was it quite i don't think so electronic yeah. there's four in the band so you yeah you got drums bass there's yeah. a synth yeah, yeah but um there's not a lot of overdubbing it's i mean when i was lying there listening to this like properly uh loudly i just thought to myself i'm maybe i've discovered a, a couple of um or maybe might have invented a couple of new genre names 
because it sounds to me kind of like warehouse rock. You know, like you can imagine a dis- sort of derelict warehouse where they've gone in for a jam and someone's mic'd it all up and kind of smashed windows and smells like horse wee. Dream right. pop? Is that a thing? Yeah, dream yes. pop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Does it? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Neo Shark T. <laughs> well, well, Lord, Lord is a, it comes under dream pop. Oh, I thought you were going to say the warehouse rock. The warehouse <laughs> That's rock. what I was thinking too. I, I've like shopped at the warehouse and they do have the same CD on repeat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that, that song there, Don't Wanna, it's actually the intro is really long and it sounds, it, the whole album sort of sounds like it's like a Roland TR-909 kind of very basic drum, you know, very basic, which I kind of like. It's stripped back. It took me a while to get into. Uh, there's an underlying bass with some nice, again, I just wrote hypnotic kind of little riffs. Um, the second song I'm going to play for you now is called Heads Up, which is the name of the album. The War, uh, war Paint Heads Up. And this has a, I'll come in at about a minute, a minute. It's got quite a slow intro. And you'll hear yourself, but you're going to almost soft, I don't know, drum and bass kind of early early 80s sounds all over the place really raw vocals uh doesn't really have any instruments yeah it's just kind of a nice noise you know uh, but you'll hear sort of bits of the edge uh johnny ma that sort of good stuff here it is heads up Yeah, so yep, pretty, I like that. pretty big difference. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a big difference to the first track, hey? Eh? And um, it's it's an album. I'm not going to lie about this. It took me took me a good while to get get into it. So if you want something instant, I don't think this is a good album for you. If you want something that you want to work on, and it will grow on you, it will definitely grow on you um war paint heads up i would say go and get the vinyl and start on a sunday afternoon somewhere and i think you'll enjoy it mm. i'd give it a four star for me yeah. i'm into it awesome all right bring that back to the capital it's david chan landed on this one called for young hearts by um, a band called Bocker mummy Nice. Sophie Allison is the lead singer-songwriter. Um, she was born in Switzerland, but grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Our parents, clever people. One's a school teacher, the other one's a neuro neuroscientist, neurosurgeon, one of them. Um, she's obviously a muso. Um, really interesting backstory. She started playing at six years old, self-taught muso, um, multi-instrumentalist, gets into 
um, New York University School of Music um, quits in her second year to take up a recording contract. Um, she puts out a debut album, which is on Bandcamp in 2016, of songs that she's recorded in her bedroom <laughs> on her sort of laptop, um, but with real instruments. We'll see in my backdrop there, I've got a photo of the band, bass player and Sophie on a Fender Jag. I had to put that in there. Yeah, I thought that might be the hook, eh? <laughs> he plays a jag. I didn't realize. I was like, what does that sound? It sounds amazing. It's a jag, just like, of course. It's just like your one. This is her <laughs> debut album, but not her proper debut album. A lot of them refer to this as being sort of, was released on tape. Mm-hmm. Then, right? So that the um, the independent label actually put out cassettes of this thing. But her, um, uh, her, her first professional album was two years later in 2018 called Clean through um and that's her breakthrough album i've listened to both this is far better i think this is um this is an 18 slash 19 year old who's kind of she's done the she's done the mahi right so she's been through the ten thousand hours and all that sort of carry on and she's 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 fully formed as a musician at sort of 18 19 and you can hear it quite mature sound i'm gonna play a couple of tracks here um First track I'm going to play is the slower one. She re-records this track two years later in 2018, slower, with a different drum, different drum beat, and um, a, a, a much more aligned to how she's been playing it live for the two years since she released it in 2016. I'm going to play you the re-release version, uh, well, the re-recorded version in um, 2018, but it's the same song. It's called Henry, and um, it's from, uh, from it's the first track on the album. Uh, from 2016. That's the re-recorded slower version. You can hear the guitar right at the front, right? I don't know if it's a jag or a tally or what, but it sounds so lush, so clean and clear. Um, she does unusual things with the guitar tuning. Um, and she a lot of jazz chords. This next one, this one called Blood Honey, quite different to what you just heard. Your time. 
so that's oh how mind. cool that's cool as it is, it? yeah it's got I a do enjoy that great vibe to she's it she's 18 and when she wrote that he's 18 when she wrote that a lot of these tunes um and these aren't even what they'd call the, the singles or the hits that came off it these mm, are mm. um you know the deep cuts that i quite liked i just thought they had a really good groove she does a lot of that um uh those arpeggios and just loops them right um and the guitar and they she puts it right at the front right you can hear that guitar throughout the whole um song right at the front of the mix um and the drums also quite interesting um across both of those tracks um yeah so definitely recommend this one if you haven't listened to it soccer mummy Indeed. so are they touring she, well she's touring um northern hemisphere so she mainly um uh, north america she's going over to europe for a week i think she's like a whirlwind tour of the main centers in, in europe and london and I want to that, but um, not not yeah. down this way. Thank you very much for that comprehensive review. All right, um, I've got something a little bit different to um, all of these different genres we've had tonight. I've got a bit of uh, Anderson Park. Um, Anderson Park. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. He's also one half of um, Silk Sonic with Bruno Mars. Um, Anderson Park is a singer, rapper, songwriter, and drummer and producer. And he grew up in California and Oxnard and all the sort of, you know, around Compton, Ventura, and uh, Venice Beach and all of those sort of places. Um, and he put out an album on 2016 called Malibu, um, which um, was sort of the breakout album for him and it was nominated for a Grammy as well. Um, super duper collaborator um, and links up with loads of different artists um, like I mentioned before Bruno Mars but also Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre. Um, so he's got a good working relationship with like the godfather Dr. Dre. Um, so yeah let's hear a little bit this is the first track um from his album called malibu and it's called the bird we never had to want for nothing mm. Said all we ever need is love mm. We see the same thing We sing the same song We feel the same grief Bleed the same blood You grew up in the home beside me I always had a friend to call How could I make it here without you? Mm. All right, so that's the bird, um, and the word is Anderson Park. Um, so a mixture of sort of R&B, funk, soul, hip-hop, um, plus that sort of soulful singing that he does, um, but he also can definitely rap pretty well as well. Um, the album, um, quite autobiographical, um, sort of telling stories about him growing up, and I think that's one of the things I like about hip-hop. Um is that there are loads of stories. Um, I can't relate being a white boy from the burbs, but certainly it's great to hear it. Sure um, you can. And, 
and and what I do like Parakai Street, Parakai yeah, Hardcore, no. man. Parakai totally. Boys. That's right. All the like homies. Parakai uh, side. I know, before they ping you out. Um, but, but what I do like is that sort of blend of when hip-hop has got the sort of organic instruments, the drums and the keyboards and all of that in there as well, which is um, a lot of fun. Um, and it just sort of makes it a little bit warmer um, in terms of sound. Kendrick Lamar's stuff is beautifully produced with instruments um, on it as well. Voila. about an hour long i think it could have been trimmed probably by about you know 15 20 minutes perhaps um to make it a little bit tighter um but on the whole it's a an enjoyable listen interesting stories all the way through it um that and... track mate, was kind of interesting in comparison to the first one because the first one to me definitely sounded like a live well a, a muso band thing and there was there was definitely loops going on in that second one like the keyboard mm, part was definitely looped and quantized to like compressed <laughs> compressed oh, as yeah yeah <laughs> um, um yeah. yeah absolutely it's beautifully produced it's it's um yeah it, it's definitely of its of its time and um i you know what i i'm, I'm pretty good with it i i do like all of those those genres that he sort of puts together and he's a mean as drummer um if you get to see some of his live clips are well worth having a look at i'd love to go and see him live um and i know that i think it's npr's tiny desk concerts one of the most viewed is his one um and i'll pop that up on the um on our Facebook channel as well. So yeah, definitely check it out, Anderson Park, and that's Malibu. Let's talk about some movies now. Yeah, 2016, it was a kind of a, a funny year. I, I think very similar to the music. It was kind of patchy. There, you couldn't say there was like one huge, like all inspiring blockbuster that kind of took over everything. It was quite a patchy year. Uh, and the movie I've chosen, um, although it, yeah, I mean, it made its money back, but certainly wasn't a huge hit. Um, but I've gone with a film called The Nice Guys. Um, oh, have, it, have any of you guys seen that? Yeah. No. Yes. Russell yeah. Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Good movie. Uh, no, I have not seen that. Well worth a shot. It, it's, it's a, it was one that kind of went under the radar for a lot of people, but 
Um, man, it's really well done. Um, it was produced by or directed by Shane Black, who in the past had, had written the likes of Lethal Weapon um, and um, Predator. Um, and um, I think you have a hand, Die Hard as well. Um, it's known for like that really snappy dialogue, very, very quick-witted um, kind of writing. And the movie's like an, uh, that's described on, on Wikipedia as a neo-noir buddy action comedy. Um, and I think that probably fits it quite well. It is very much like a whodunit, um, uh, a detective film. Um, Ryan Gosling um, at, uh, plays the detective. Um, Russell Crowe basically plays like hired muscle. <laughs> you know, uh, not a hitman per se, but um, basically, yeah, he'll um, he'll beat you up. He'll beat someone up for you uh, for the right fee. Let's put it like that. Um, they're very. It's it's kind of interesting because you know Russell Crowe hadn't done a lot of comedy work kind of prior to this, uh, and, and admittedly he kind of plays the straight guy out of the two of them in this. Uh, but um, he's very very funny in it. His comic timing is actually really really good. And Ryan Gosling is, is just inspiring in it. It's just absolutely hysterical. It's a good um, combination, eh? It is a really good combo. It's yeah. also um, become noted as um, one, uh, the, probably the film with the most realistic um, scene where somebody punches through a window. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Gosling basically tries to break into a house, wraps, again, gets the, the hanky out of his pocket, wraps it around his fist, Smashes it through the door, <laughs> through the glass, and, and, and like literally like serves his artery in the process, <laughs> and just bleeding out basically, and just freaking out completely in the process of doing it. Uh, uh, the, there's quite a few moments like that through it um, where you just you just can't help yourself but laugh to it. Um, it's it's quite a tight paced film. It's set in the seventies. Um, has an, an amazingly cool soundtrack, um, likes of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, Sly and the Family Stone, um, all the classics on there basically, lots of Boogie Wonderland and September mm. and Papa Was a Rolling Stone and Get Down On It and all that kind of stuff. Um, a great kind of, um, yeah, uh, a great, great soundtrack to kind of go with it. It really does kind of set the scene throughout the movie and it, it kind of has um, quite a fast pace to the movie. Um, uh, there's a young actress in it who plays. Um, Ryan Gosling's daughter, and she's fantastic in it as well. Um, she turns out to be one of the funniest things in it as well. Um, yeah, just just thoroughly recommend it. There's a couple of little surprise appearances in it. Kim Bassinger turns up in it at one point. Wow. Um, Robert Downey Jr. appears for like 20 seconds. <laughs> but it's, it's like another little cameo. Um, yeah, and, and as I say, if, if you like those kind of buddy buddy cop movies from like the 80s, um, this really kind of brings that feeling back a bit. Um, yeah, and, and um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did get to see it at the movies when it came out, um, and um, I'm really glad I did. Um, yeah, uh, the nice guys, go and see it, or, or rent it, or whatever you do these days, stream it. 2016 movies. I went with this movie.
does have a bit of ivory playing, Martin. What do you reckon? Not too shabby, eh? Did did you think it was 1916? (laughs) (laughs) 1816. I chose a really, really good movie, and uh, I've watched it quite a few times, and it's called Cafe Society. Yeah. Oh, well, it's an absolute gem. Again, a little bit under the radar, like nice guys. And uh, this is, yeah, I love this movie. It's a, it's a, it's a cracking movie. Uh, it's a Woody Allen movie um, written by Woody Allen, directed by Woody Allen. Um, over the last probably three or four years, I've, I've started to become a bit of a Woody Allen fan. I quite like his stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but um, his, his artistic stuff, not his personal life stuff. Eh? Yeah, his artistic stuff, Glenn. Nice, yeah, that's right. Nice, his, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, his his personal life is questionable, but his art, not yeah, bad. Maybe absolutely. And he does a he does a great movie, just like Cafe Society. So uh, the movie is uh, it's set in the nineteen thirties, as you probably guessed. Uh, Basically, there's there's two main characters, and I and I I love it that the main characters have chosen are uh, Steve Carell's one of the sort of gangstery, sort of top notch gangstery. Steve Carell guy. is yeah, a Steve gangster. Steve Carell, yeah, I it's know, a gangster. right? Yeah, oh. uh, but a flash a flash kind of gangster, you know, the 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 Don, the top guy. Uh, then you got Jesse Jesse Eisenberg is the nephew to Steve Carell's um, character. And basically they fall in love with the same woman and, you know, he ends up sort of falling, what becomes his auntie, falling in love with his auntie. And the movie sort of, it's really good. It's just, it's clever. It goes along at a nice pace. There's a good story line in it. Um, it's a it's a it's a fun kind of movie. It's not a heavy gangstery movie. I don't think it's not. I wouldn't say it's a gangster movie. It's more about falling in love with your auntie. Yeah, falling in love with your auntie. That sort of stuff. <laughs> I wonder if that, that's a genre, isn't it? Um, I was actually going to go for Fifty Shades of Black or Sausage Party, but I thought a bit of not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Cafe Society might be a lot safer. You raised the bar this week. Oh, Set that's the time. good. Right, okay. Yeah, well done, buddy. I'll, but I tell you what, if you if you just if you want a light-hearted, good movie, you don't have to think too much about the plot, and uh, you like that period the 30s, 40s, which I do, then Cafe Society, I would highly recommend. Uh, the soundtrack is absolutely brilliant. And I want to tell you who did it because if I could just find this, would be really good. I don't know if you've ever heard of these guys. They're called Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks. You ever heard of Vince Giordano and the no. Nighthawks? Vaguely. Right. So if you don't know anything about jazz music and you think all jazz is shit and you just actually want to get into some trying some jazz, then go and buy the Cafe Society soundtrack because it's just really good. 
It's really good. And you'll thank me. Awesome. Mm. You'd have to be a bit really naive to write off an entire genre, wouldn't you? Or, or type of music? To do really what? Di- well, you would be a bit wrong to totally write off an entire genre, wouldn't you? I think the problem well... with jazz. I think the problem with jazz is that people hear like the plinky plinky cat on a piano type jazz, and that puts them off big time. And I totally get that. It doesn't do anything yeah. for me either. But the melodic jazz stuff is phenomenal, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, yeah. I have people that I, I know people that hate. That's a strong word. It's a massively hate, strong one. They hate classical music. And I'm like, how can you say that? There's so much out there of so different much. stuff. But they, yeah, so maybe they're, maybe like the jazz thing, you've not heard the right jazz. So if you want to hear some cool jazz, uh, Cafe Society, get the soundtrack, you'll enjoy that. Really good. They sound, they sound like Sith Lords, you know, dealing in absolutes, eh? Only <laughs> Sith Lords do that. <laughs> Come on. Look the for the Sith, light. The Sith, the Church of the Sith Lord skulls. Ooh, mean, mean. Yeah, we need some Cheers, Gro- Ian. We need some Grogu jazz. Come on. Yeah. Nice, exactly. Nice. Now, David, you've <laughs> got something special for us tonight, haven't you? You've been quite moved by um, what you Oh, found. I don't. It is special, but it's no more special than anything that you guys have got. I mean, this is. Oh, your post. The other day, oh, on I did a review. Our, yeah, our yeah, Facebook right. channel indicated that it seemed yeah, it was quite moving. Re-review, I guess you could call it. Yeah, so I did the um, Foyer story of our song movie review. Um, so this is cheating a bit because the song came out in 1984, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totes. Uh, but uh, the movie um, came out only seven years ago, eight years ago, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I knew it. I knew it had been released, but I, for some reason, it just didn't really come up on the radar or something. I should go and watch. Um, Did it take them that long to find Partia? Yeah, I think so. Like, well, actually, where, no, because when where is that place Martin again? I, Martin and I drove through to see you last year when you got the COVID. Oh, the COVID! Just yeah. reminding you yeah. that you got the COVID when you came. You were rounded up. Um, we um, um we drove through Partia and um and acknowledged acknowledged it. <laughs> For a pie, I think you wanted for to stop there, didn't you, Martin, for something else, or what was it? Uh... Coffee, coffee. No, there was some. Isn't there something else at party? I can't remember now. There's oh, there's the, was it Devil's oh, there's Cup? There's coffee. A, there's a Maori club <laughs> every Monday night at eight thirty. Get down there, mate. Yeah. Get some of it. <laughs> Devil's Cup coffee is there, isn't it? Is it? Well, and it's no, it's no longer called the Party in uh, Maori Club, is it? Well, that's what they called it on the video. I don't know. That was it. Yeah, it's just called the Party Club now, actually. Is it? Okay. They changed it last year, I think. Yeah. yeah. This came out 2016, directed by Tierepa Kahi, uh, his second uh, sort of major film. Um, and he's quite renowned for his work in the Maori film industry. Uh, this uh, was premiered at the New Zealand International Film Festival in July 2016, came out in the theaters the following month roast over a million bucks here in kiwi land during its theatrical run which was considered quite the success um it is a very 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 nicely put together film um if for no other reason then it takes you back to 1984 
or the early 80s actually and and takes you through um and and interviews people who are salt of the earth right they are just sitting there in their in their dining room with their cup of cup of tea and their ginger nuts or whatever it is and they're just talking to the cameraman <laughs> and and there's nothing pretentious about it it is just exactly as you'd imagine it and um and it's got some absolute little gems of um archival footage and audio um what i'm going to play for you now and i couldn't find this anywhere on youtube so you're hearing this if you haven't watched the film then this is probably the first time you're hearing this this is the original recording of poirier on the 12th of april 82 so some two years before it was released recorded so there's a bit of a backstory as to how he sort of how Davanius Prime, who is often credited as the um, the composer for the tune, um, he he certainly came up. He had the he had the melody, right on a ukulele in his head, played it, and he um, how it sort of happened is that he he was working with Prince Tui Teka, and there's a name from the past, um, mm. who was is about ten years as senior on a, on on producing one of um, Tui's um, earlier songs that had not really done much, but Darvinius thought that was a fantastic song if you just let me produce it. Eventually, Tui sort of let him produce it, and then he, he said, says to him, well, who wrote the where, where did this come from? And, and, and Tui says, well, this this uh, woman uh, over in um, oh, where is it? Nafranoa, Nor Pifarangi, She wrote the words. And so Tavania said, well, I've got to see this. I've got to meet this woman. And he drove over there and he drove to Tokamaru and the mighty Horfanoa to um, to talk to her about putting some words to his tune he had. And this is what she came up with. And this is recorded on the night. It's about midnight. And this was taken. And you've got Noi, Noi, Barletta, who I think is a relative, and Dalvanius on ukulele. sat on a sock drawer for 32 years amazing Just, yeah. oh, it was magic that they found that and literally um the way that the, the story is narrated um you've got you've got the people that were um lady that was in the room that was actually on there her vocals telling the story about going to bed midnight and being dragged out of bed by noi and davanius with come on come on you gotta help us sing this and that's what they came up with and of course two years later um yeah big hit take it to london play it in front of the queen put out a pretty cool music video oh, and if you haven't seen the movie oh the the funniest part you've seen it right martin the the movie yeah. i haven't a, seen it either oh no, no. Do you know you, you know you the guy the guy that got the 
part of doing the Michael Jackson dance in the middle of the break dance. The break dancing. <laughs> break dancing. Yeah. 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 He's back. They bring him back, right? Wow. And they bring him back, and he's at the end of the film. There's this really charming outro where they they they, they show him, and they they cut to him when he's in 1984 and then him now in 2016 <laughs> it's one scene you know the scene in the middle of the road the main dragon t- in uh, party and you've got all the people walking across the road and that sort of stuff and he's doing yeah, the yeah, dance yeah. in the middle well it's the same scene so you got the Maori club at the back singing the song and you've got the, all the kids in there having fun and then he's got a Zimmer frame and he's wheeling himself out in the middle of the road in a Zimmer frame it's so funny. It gets to the middle and then he chucks the Zimmer frame away and he starts back dancing. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, definitely go and see it. It's going to be screened on channel something, one or two. Uh, next month, TVNZ on demand. So you can go and see it there oh, if you brilliant. have Um Yeah, definitely recommend it. It was huge in Yorkshire. My mum's family's all from Yorkshire. And uh, apparently Poirier was just massive over there. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. It's so Isn't good that, to hear that. Yeah, in Yorkshire. Well, they've got good taste, mate. Hey, Absolutely. mate, you heard that song, boy? Eh? What? Mm. Well, <laughs> it, it, it had it had it had, a, it had a great dance beat to it. All right, thank you very much. Um, I've chosen a film called Hidden Figures, and you know what? I this is what I would call one of those sort of inspiring films that. You know, powerful. Um, when you see it, um, it's uh, it follows the um, path of um, a true story of a team of African American women mathematicians who played a vital role in getting the early years of the space program and in, in mm. the United States up and running. Um, amazing cast um, uh, acting as all these legendary women who had to fight so hard against a whole bunch of sort of racism and sexism um, to actually to achieve. Um, And they ended up either becoming supervisors at NASA, um, engineers, the first of their uh, their, their time, um, first of their kind of sort of one as women, but also women of race as well. Um, You know, I hadn't heard the story before. I hadn't um, hadn't read the book that this is based off. Um, and just me and Brom were, you know, just absolutely blown away how good this film is. It's a, it does give you warm fuzzies because they do succeed, obviously, um, and it's beautifully acted um, throughout. Um, it's got some stars in it. Octavia Spencer's in it. Um, Janelle Monet is in it. And she's an amazing um, singer, performer as well. Um, so you should definitely check out her music. And also, um, I'll just try and say this right, Terje Henson. Um, and then you've got guest appearances by Kevin Costner and Kirsten Dunst and Jim Parsons as well um, from The Big Bang Theory. Um just a brilliant film well put together was a big success both yeah. critically and um and at the box office as well um nominated for lots of awards rightly so um and when i looked at the list 
for 2016. This is one that both of us went, yeah, that, that film was really cool. Loved it to bits. So if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Apparently the book's also good too. Yeah. I, I think I remember you talk, talking about this when it came out. Mm, um, I was blown away by it. Didn't they rename some of the, or name some of the space centers after them? I'm pretty sure that these women have. I th think you might be right. They have yeah. been pretty, yeah, are held up in pretty high regard over there now. Hmm. Well, yeah, they did all the calculations. This is before before the computers and things like that they could just work Amazing. it out how to get how to get those uh, the capsules into orbit um and and make sure that they didn't blow up yeah um yeah so most impressive it's well worth a peek mm. nice i don't know have you guys seen it martin and Ian? yeah yeah it's a it's a cool movie yeah um uh and yeah it, it's it's nice and the pacing of it is really nicely done as well. It's not, mm, mm. it's not rushed, um, but it doesn't feel like it drags at any point either. It's quite, it's just incredibly impeccably shot and just really, really well edited it as well in the way that it's done. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's tremendous. I thought it was a triumph. Um, I really do. Just a, Ian, bit of you... just a bit of trivia with this. I don't know if you know this or not, but Jack Black, you know Jack Black, Jack Black, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. Tenacious D. And his mother, her, her name is Judith Love Cohen, and she was uh, an American aerospace engineer, uh, and she was an electrical engineer on the Minutemen missile, uh, the science ground station for the Hubble Space Telescope, the tracking and data relay satellite, and the Apollo space program. Wow. Damn. So he really is the black sheep. He is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. I know. I uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Ian, have you seen oh. this one? I got a feeling I might have, but I do think mm. I can need to go back and revisit it. I didn't think they actually made it to the moon. What? Well, it's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Oh, right. Oh, one in four, apparently. There's one twenty-five percent of us have. Oh, what a terrible <laughs> bombshell! Oh, no, <sighs> I'll go. Earth. I'll go and rewatch it. The I'll go and rewatch it, Mr. Thurston. Sounds oh, like right. a good. You've sold it to me. It, it is. Like it's a. a it's a good. It's a great feel-good movie. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Of um, trying to improve adversity. Yeah, and this is a good one. Yeah, mm. nothing gritty or nasty, apart from a bit of racism and sexism. Um, but yeah, good story all around. All right, 2016 in the can. Boom, done. Nice Boom. work. All right, hey, thanks everybody for listening in and commenting on our Facebook page over the last week. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll bring another great episode to you next week. Once we right. out what we're doing, good. absolutely. Good night, can't wait. From me, awesome. Good night from me. And good night from him. It's good night from him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank That's you, Martin. Well Thanks, Glenn. Well See you guys. Thanks, Ian. Good night, guys. See you guys.